You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to I'll Hang Up and Listen, your NHL Playoff Edition. I am joined by producer Steve to give you guys a quick recap of the first two games that are officially in the books for your 2022 NHL playoffs. First things first, the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the Bruins lose five to one to the Carolina Hurricanes. How sweet that is! Honestly, my second most hated team in all of hockey, the uh, the Boston Bruins, <clears throat> blowing game one to the Carolina Hurricanes. And you know, as much as I don't like rooting for the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, how sweet it is again. And then, of course, um, you know, once you have your highs, you have your lows. The uh, <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs beating the absolute piss out of the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, which I don't think anybody expected in game one, five to nothing. Uh, Vasilevsky looked very, very uh, mediocre. And um, Jack Campbell was great. So, uh, and Austin Matthews just did what Austin Matthews does. Uh, Steve? Uh, your thoughts? Uh, well, I got a lot of them. Uh, first of all, I think uh, the entire Trocheck family needs to apologize to Linus Allmark for that blatantly disrespectful, filthy goal to put it up. What was that? I think that was the uh, 4-1 goal. That, that was just the nail of the coffin in that game there. I mean, even though Boston was out shooting Carolina, Carolina's just playing that shutdown style better than Boston does. And yep. It showed on the scoreboard. I mean, you know, Carolina was just capitalizing on their opportunities. Boston was snake bit. Uh, their lone goal came from uh, the accursed one, Taylor Hall. Uh, yep. I, I think I saw a graphic saying that uh, Brad Marchand has scored one goal in his last 14 games, and that one goal was an empty netter. Uh, so, uh, you know, some of the people that you need to be productive in the postseason are just they weren't there tonight by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, I think the other thing that was interesting about that was that was the first time that two goaltenders were making their playoff debut since like I think it was like 2005 or something like that hasn't happened in a long, long time that uh, I guess Ranta and Olmark had never had a. Uh, Really, playoff series start. I mean, obviously, Linus Omar had. Well, yeah, I mean, with Buffalo, yeah, it's clear, yeah, you know, but not a doubt, but but then, yeah, yeah I guess I, mean, I thought, I mean, I guess Anti Ranta's just been a little bit of a suitcase, a uh, bit, yeah, you no, know, but again, um, you know, a couple clicks for both those guys making their uh NHL playoff debut, but at the same time, you know, fuck Linus Omar, I don't even care anymore, he's in my rear view and has been for a while. 
Um, and Antti Ranta, good for him, man. Like I think, as we mentioned on the playoff preview show before we before uh, playoff started tonight, said that Carolina is plays a very disciplined defensive system that really benefits a goaltender, and then they can also score as we saw tonight, which makes them even more dangerous. Um, yeah. Some yeah, some of those sleeper players were the ones getting the goals. It wasn't the guys that you always expect. I mean, that Vincent Trocheck goal, he's more he's more of like your second – he's more of your middle forward guy. He's not your top guy, I don't think. I believe Nino Niederreiter got one on that uh, fourth line there with Jordan Stahl. Um, of course, Vetchikov got that uh, empty netter at the end of the game. But, you know, it was uh, – and then, uh, fuck, it was uh, Jarvis got the first one, the uh, the rookie kid with Carolina. So, you know, good for him to find, to get his feet wet right in the first game of the postseason. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not the biggest Carolina fan. Uh, you know, sometimes I think they're a little bit annoying on social media. But ultimately, you know, they're not a team that I follow too closely. But, I, I mean, in the postseason, any team that beats Boston is my friend. Yeah. You know, I, don't, I, I don't care. You that know, goal it, by Teravainen was beautiful too. On the oh yeah, the ter- oh yeah, the Teravainen uh, goal was glorious. Yep. Yeah. So I uh, and then uh, to to you know go back to the uh, the Leafs uh, Lightning game, uh, the one goal I think was by Mitchie Marner. Like, dude, I think every single uh, Tampa player was in the net, but Vasilevsky. Like, yeah, at the, at the last second, oh man, the last. Yeah, at the last second, Vassy like jumps off to the left to the wrong side. Uh, he, first... he, he misplay he missed he misread the play and you know Yeah. I'm I Mitch mean Marner, did... Mitch Marner had time to knit a sweater back there. Honestly, he did. Like, he's... Yeah. yeah, I mean Vassy also had three lightning players in front of him, so he had to do something to be able to yep. see it. But you know, ultimately he jumped in the complete opposite direction of where the puck yeah. was coming from and where it was going. It was yeah. just oh my god. And that would honestly be his biggest biggest dang it of the game if it weren't for that misplay behind the net that led to Austin Matthews' second goal of the night. And that was just like that was textbook. If you're a goaltender, turn the ball. Turn the ball. Yeah, that, you know, in our best Steve Dangle impression, I uh, Austin Matthews. Which is really just a Charlie Kelly impression. Let's just be serious. Yeah, <laughs> Austin Matthews, an absolute hammer by Vasilevsky. He put every ounce of every ounce in his body into that shot and just blew it by Vasilevsky. You hear the MVP chance. You hear the uh, you know at the end of the game, Andre, Andre, Andre. You know, playoff hockey is it's alive all your fault. You know, they were joking on the post game. You know, are they hopefully they're probably planning the parade tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, the parade, the parade's already being planned. But like. You still, you still got to win three more, and it's not like you're playing an eighth seed or a seventh seed. You're playing the defending, the back-to-back defending Stanley Cup champions. So that team can easily just take this as a lesson in game one and go blow you through four games in a row, which which could definitely happen. Yeah, I mean, if any team has the experience to uh, take a series where they want it to go, it's very clearly Tampa Bay. Um. And, and, and I got to shoot straight with you. I honestly think this should have been a 6-0 game. I genuinely believe that uh, power play goal that Sergeyev got that stick on, if you zoom yeah. in on that aerial feed, you get the tiniest little sliver of white on the other side of that puck. I yeah. It just barely, probably like a centimeter, but it went over. 
I think that should have been 6-0. And I must have missed it, but it looks like L.A. got the first goal in that game against Edmonton. Did they? I don't I, I yeah my, my I saw, I've said it. If there's a if there's a if there's a uh, if there's a team in the West that can can cause an upset, I would put my money on LA. I think goaltending is going to be very key in that series, and I don't know if Mike Smith's the guy to you know really really carry them through the playoffs. He's 41. His best years are clearly behind him. Even though he played very well uh, for you know stretches in this season, I just don't see him as the guy. Yeah, that was uh. Yeah, Trevor Moore just drives through the slot real quick. You know, it wasn't really anything too crazy, but uh, I feel like that was more of a defensive folly than our uh, than Mike Smith not doing what he needs to do. I mean, absolute. Yeah, they got two guys on the guy behind the behind the net, only one guy on the dude in front, and then Trevor Moore just has an open slot to just completely drive through, do whatever he wants. And uh, yeah, Trevor Moore scores the fourth goal for uh, LA in that uh, in that game. So uh, you know, sadly, the outcomes I don't want to see in the West are happening so far. Edmonton isn't winning. Uh, Minnesota isn't winning. I'm not a fan. I hear your camera going off, bud. You're taking pics. <laughs> I'm trying to get a good. I'm trying to get a good screen grab for the uh, for the thumbnail because uh, I like I, I I like this comment from Don Keith here. That was painful. So uh, smile. Smile for the camera or just do your best. That was painful. Look. There we go. What are you going to do? There we go. That was a good one. That's, that's the one right there. That's the one. Uh, I'm going to try to concoct an argument here, and I want all the Sabres homers to just bear with me. It might actually be a good thing if the Toronto Maple Leafs finally win around. And why do you say that? One. I mean, yes, it puts it puts to bed the joke that they can't ever make it through the first round. And that's such an evergreen joke, and it has been for so long. But think about how much worse it's going to hurt when they finally win like their own personal Stanley Cup of, we made it through the first round! And then they have to go face the Florida fucking Panthers. Because yeah. let's be serious, they're facing the Florida Panthers if they make it through the first round. I, I personally and they are gonna get absolutely spanked. I personally, in the East at least, I think the only Jumbo team- Joe is gonna pull their pants down and spank every single one of them back over the border. I yeah, so. Rakeem Davis here on YouTube. Are they you know are the least cup contenders? I really don't think so. I uh you know they, they need they need to do more to show me. Uh, be more consistent, and uh, I mean, could do they eat Tampa? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just don't think anybody's beating Florida personally. Uh, that team is so good, top to bottom. If they do get the goaltending, it's just it's disgusting it's how good they are. It's, it's over, huge. and then I think Jumbo Joe, like you said, will finally get that Stanley Cup ring. And uh, Claude Giroux. Think, yep, that too. Claude Giroux. You, and you Claude Giroux. In terms in terms of veterans and guys who deserve it more, I I put Jumbo Joe over everybody else in the league. Uh, but, uh, you know, and here another comment from Paramount Pictures. Uh, they are defending champions with Tampa has their own playoff letdowns, i.e. versus Columbus. Very, very. Yeah, that, that is very uh, true. Very, very true. Yeah, the Columbus Blue Jackets. There was a sweep, too, wasn't it? I think it swept. Yeah, I think that was, was a four-game four, sweep. Like four games to one. But, uh, yeah, I uh, personally, I think the only team that could probably match up with Florida because, again, they play very disciplined in their own end, is probably the Carolina Hurricanes if we're talking about the East. 
Um, they can score. They, they can they can score just as much as anybody else in the league, but they can defend almost as good, if not better, than anybody else in the league. And uh, very very disciplined system there over in Carolina from Rod Rod the Bod Brenda Moore. And uh, I just uh, it's gonna be that, that that's a series that's gonna be interesting to watch because I uh, I would like to assume that you would see uh, you, you'll see. Um, Florida win that one, but I think Carolina is going to make it very, very difficult if them two end up matching up against each other. Oh yeah, that would that would be that would be the series of the East with the best. Doubt. Let's be real the the best the best uh, YouTube handle on all YouTube is the Dominator thirty nine. and the logo Dominator. I hope I hope you're subscribed to the channel, bud. At Google is on like because you you're 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 our favorite follower for sure. If you are, <laughs> just because of that name. Uh, but I, I, I just, uh, I, I, like, again, they I mean, they blew the doors in. I mean, the players that you needed to perform, performed, i.e., you know, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, they showed up to play tonight. And yeah, again, they're <laughs> the big thing for me is the goaltending defensively. Obviously that's always been an issue with them, but the goaltending needs to be there because goaltenders can steer, can steal you games in the playoffs. They can't steal you a Stanley Cup, in my opinion, but they can steal you games. But the thing is, normally when you need your goalie to steal you game after game, you usually don't have the scoring ability that the Toronto Maple Leafs do have. They're one of the highest scoring teams in the National Hockey League. And if they can just get the goaltending and average at best defensive play, that's a very tough team to be in the East, even for even Florida, Florida Panthers. But that is a huge if. That is a huge if. Yeah, that's the fun part about day one of the playoffs. There's an awful lot to speculate on. We just don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, yeah. tonight's game, uh, Toronto and Tampa literally had everything. I mean, it had the big, it had the people making eight figures finally yeah. showing up in the postseason, which is exact. Uh, particularly, Mitch Marner uh, gets his playoff drought over with. He gets his first goal since the 2019 series he was in. I believe was the quotation. Like over a thousand days. Since his last playoff goal, he finally gets one. So him and Matthews both get three points tonight. Riley gets two assists tonight. I mean, Jake Muzzin gets the first clapper with that shot that had eyes for days from the point. Dave Kampf with that just nasty little shorthander. I loved it. They had no Michael Bunting now either. And no Michael Bunting. But, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it had all the goals that you want to see. It had a wonderful shutout. You know, once again, shout out Soupy, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big all- Jack Campbell fan. I love Jack Campbell. I tweeted out earlier, like, he's the only silver lining for me uh, if Tam- if not Santara, sorry, but if Toronto gets out of the first round is I do want to see that guy succeed. Like, I, I love everything about Jack Campbell. Such a good teammate. Just, you know, if you're trying to build a good culture in your locker room, he's one of the guys you want in there. Um, just – He's a team player. He's a team first. There's no I in his, you know, team. There is you know, no I, I in the name Jack Campbell. I know. Yeah, I uh, I remember. I remember during Kobe Bryant's eulogy, uh, Shaq, Shaq uh, told a story about um, how the team was getting on Kobe about not passing the ball, and they asked Shaq to go talk to him. And, he, and I forgot which. He goes. He goes. He uh, uh, He goes up to Kobe. He goes, "Hey, man, you know, the guys, you know, they want you to start dishing the ball." Yada yada. He goes. You know, there's no I. He goes, there's no I in team, uh, but there's an I in there's an I in win. Uh, there, there's an I in win, <laughs> or what? Something along those lines. And Shaq went back to the team. He's like, yeah, guys, I don't want to expect to pass the ball anytime soon. 
but uh, so, something along those lines. But with Jack Campbell, man, there's uh, just you know he's just a team first mentality. Um, he's going, he's going to support. You know, he's possibly, honestly, if he's not starting it, he'd be the world's best backup goaltender because right, right, next to Mark Andre Fleury, he's going to support who's ever in that over him a hundred percent of the way. He's going to be in their ear, and you know, just I, I assume he's like the same way in the locker room with the rest of the team. He's in their ears. He's he's trying to be, you know, bring people up, not bring them down. I just, I just love everything about Jack Campbell, man. Just uh, if he can stay consistent uh, here in the playoffs and the players that you need to score and perform, score and perform, again, a very tough team to beat. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jack Campbell is a uh, admitted cat dad, you know, v- very passionate about his pet cat, which I can definitely get behind. Uh, but uh, I, I love the quote that they had during the broadcast that he's the uh, team's Labrador retriever that he just unconditionally loves every single person on his squad. And, you know, you, you do kind of need that. You just need somebody that's always going to be in your corner, rain or shine, no matter what. And it's nice that, you know, they've got that in that locker room. Yeah. Uh, ooh, I like this comment here from Paramat Pictures. Are we scouting anyone in the playoffs right now for the Sabres to try to acquire at some point in the offseason? Um, Billy Huso, Huso, number one, I, I, even, uh, though, even though I don't think that, uh, I really don't think that they're going to let him walk. Um, I think they're going to do their best to probably do away with the bidding contract before they let Billy Huso walk away. It's going to be tough. going to be really tough to find a team that's willing to take on that contract. But, uh, um, I think that, I think St. Louis can do everything they can to keep them around. I mean, you do say that, but there are a lot of teams, Buffalo included, that are fairly, if not completely, desperate for legitimate goaltending, and I think Bennington has that to offer from time to time. So I think, yes, it will be difficult because it is $6 million, but I think I don't think it's going to be as hard as we think it's going to be because he is somebody who has legitimately taken a team to a Stanley Cup and won them a ring. So... Yep. Yes, it's going to be hard, but I th- I think there are enough teams out there that desperately need a goaltending change. I mean, some a team on the top of my list that I can just think of off the top of my head would be a team like the New Jersey Devils. Like, what have they been running right now? Like Blackwood, uh, Nico Nico Dawes. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's definitely an eye in Eichel. There is, there is for sure. Uh, Again, here we go from Dylan Baker. Yeah, the dog can play goalie for Tampa and beat the Leafs. I I wouldn't go that far, but uh, you know, maybe that walrus from that uh, what was it the Geico or Allstate commercial? Wally the walrus. Some what what what, kept, what the commercial was that? I honestly don't remember. I, I I always thought Geico was just a gecko, and then uh, I can't Mutual has a all, the, all these insurance companies have too many fucking animals. Yeah, they were while they were throwing fish to them or whatever uh, from the bench, uh, <laughs> just a big blob in the net. Gave up nothing. For some reason, they still felt need to put goalie pads on them. <laughs> but uh, all right. So what you're saying is we need to acquire Wallstead so we can call him Wally the Walrus. That's 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 it. That's who we need. All right. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. I got you. They say Geico. Oh, it is Geico. So easy a caveman can do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did have a lot of ad campaigns. But uh, as far as other players that I potentially got my eye on, um, I do want to see how productive and useful uh, two of the uh, defensive free agents that were talked about during the trade deadline, uh, 
you know, Klingberg and Josh Manson, who's now with Colorado. I kind of want to see how they perform, uh, particularly Josh Manson. Um, and I know it'll be hard to try to convince him to leave Denver because I feel like, honestly, if I could afford to live in Denver, I'd probably live in Denver, but I'm poor, so I don't. Uh, but that's it. But, you know, that said, I mean, ultimately, aside from the obvious hole in, in between the pipes, uh, you know, sh shoring up that right side is another big priority for Buffalo. And uh, Josh Manson was one of those, like, reliable, stay-at-home, no-bullshit defensemen who could eat big minutes that I had at the top of my list. He's a big boy. He knows what he's doing. He, he was with Anaheim forever, so he knows how to deal with a team that's in some sort of state of rebuild. So I just feel like he's got some some veteran presence that, you know, that incredibly young blue line could benefit from uh, a little bit more so than maybe keeping a guy like and as much as I like Pezik, I feel like he's like a seventh man kind of situation. So while I'm open to having Pezik back next year, you know, I, I, I couldn't possibly see him in anything over a third third line pairing. Yeah, maybe like the seventh, the odd man out, you know, you know, comes into uh, whenever there's an injury, which I mean could be could happen often. You never know. Um, or just when a guy needs a night off, they bring in Mark Pezik. We'll yes, what happens. Um, you know, again, uh, right now, what, what do we got for scores right now? Oh, L.A. up 2-0. Uh, oh, I literally just watched LA that goal happen in real time. Holy now. shit. Yo, that was a filthy goal. Mike Smith. Boy on the boards. Was that Ayafalo? Ayafalo. Yes, sir. 2-0 Kings. Native right there, buddy. Western New York native, Ayafalo. You love yeah. to see it. How do we I called him? it, man. Uh, two. Oh, thankfully, still two nothing blues. That hasn't gotten any worse. Yeah, I, uh, so you know we're going into the later games. Obviously, uh, two nothing Edmonton lead over the. Or sorry, two nothing uh, Kings lead over the Edmonton Oilers. Again, man, I just said the game's gonna come. That, that series is gonna come down to goaltending. Like, I I put all my eggs in the Jonathan Quick basket before I do Mike Smith, and I I just I just. I think that's the big upset. And if they get upset in the first round, I think heads are going to roll in Edmonton. People are going to get fired. Just like if, if Toronto is going to loses to Tampa, I think heads are going to roll in Toronto. I think there's, you know, a lot, of, a lot of coaches and GMs are going to be on the unemployment line. If uh, either of these teams can't get by past the first round. And I know people think it's impossible to think that McDavid would, you know, be out of Edmonton. I think you should do everything you possibly can to make that work, but how much longer can you expect Connor McDavid to keep losing, you know, or, you know, except losing, you know, at Edmonton now. You saw Jack Eichel get traded to Vegas. If that if they can't get by the first round here, I know this is just game one. There's, you know, hockey's the seven-game series, a lot of hockey left to be played, but, I mean, there's no excuses to losing to the LA Kings. I'm sorry there isn't. You know, you, you have no. the more talented team. Can't be doing that. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a story for sure if that's the way that plays out. But honestly, I, I, I just – God, that 12 and a half, though, that's just going to be so hard to move. I feel like it would be easier to try to move Leon Dreisaitl, which is also like – I don't think so. Un I, mean, I don't think it's hard to move Connor McDavid's Con – I think Connor – Connor McDavid for it's me – It's 12 and a half, That's though. great. That's, that, that's, that's great. so much money. Who yeah, can but afford that? 
Who could afford I, that besides I, us? Literally, you would trade half your roster if it meant bringing in Connor McDavid. Yeah, but then you who? With, but then who plays with Connor McDavid? <laughs> you can't have Connor McDavid on a top line with pylons. That defeats you just, the purpose. You just figure it out from there, man. Right. I just, I think teams would be willing, would literally find a way to get Connor McDavid underneath their cap, hundred percent. And Edmonton shouldn't have to retain any salary when you trade Connor McDavid. Absolutely not. Um, no. I know there are aging, but is it possible bringing Drew Doughty or Eric Johnson for the right side? I mean, I love Drew Doughty in, in a Sabres uniform, but I don't think he's ever leaving LA. Um, that's a guy who takes a hometown discount to stay, stay put. Uh, or he retires personally. I think he retires in Los Angeles King. I w- again, I would love to have him on. And is going to choke away this series. I, I, I really do think so. I don't think Edmonton wins. I don't, I do I really don't. Uh, I'm excited for the goat head Jersey to come back next season as our alternate jerseys. Who is it, man? We're all pumped. I'm absolutely ecstatic that the goat head will be back as the third Jersey. And then uh, the dominator 39 again, like Edmonton has the legit best player on the planet. And you've made the second round. What once, People around him will get the axe before they deal him. I agree. I 100% people are going to get fired. But, I mean, that doesn't mean he's not going to request a trade. Like, I just – I could see yeah. it coming. I could. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, once that request is out in the open, it definitely – it immediately decreases his value. Yeah. You know, a, a Connor McDavid that inexplicably wants to stay in Edmonton, you know, offers a higher price than a Connor McDavid who just goes out to the media and says – Get me the fuck out of this town. Get me as far away from Edmonton as humanly possible. At which point they trade with the Florida Planters for Sergei Bobrovsky, uh, some up some absurd package, and in and in exchange, the Florida Panthers just acquired Connor McDavid somehow. Yeah, I, it so, but, I don't think it would ever happen. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, but but if Florida retains salary on Bob, so they're only paying five for Bob. Going yeah. back the other way, and then like, is it going to be the black or the white one? I had a feeling it would probably be the black, right? I think they would go black. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they clearly yeah. already have the colorway put together for like the blue and gold. For like, they had it as like the shoulder crest. So all they have to do is just make a bigger version of that for the whites. I really don't know. I feel I, I feel know. like the return to royal is going well enough that I feel like they're going to try to stick with that color scheme. But that's just me. Yeah. As much as I would love to see like just this back in vogue, I could honestly see them doing the like, like the alternate from a couple of years ago that had the uh, like the blue and gold encrusted like goat head on the shoulder of a white jersey. But mm-hmm. that's just like the main crest, and then maybe the two swords. I, for, on, for, for me personally, if you're just going completely back to, inverted, if you're going back to the goat head, it needs to be in you know the the red and white black. I that, that that's the only. That's all I want. I, I want that jersey. Just give me that jersey. I don't want. I, I don't want any mixing of the color schemes between blue and gold. No, thank you. I'm sure it will look great, but for me, goat head is goat head. Give me those uh, colors. You know, there's a wild theory that they could just do both. For people who want the blue and gold on a white jersey, they have it. Yeah. And then for people who just want classic Coke, they got classic Coke. Yeah. They have the power. It's literally in their control now. They can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. But with that being said, uh, oh, Edmonton scores 2-1. Edmonton uh, scores. Replay, end of the first period. Must have literally just happened. So we had a 2-1 score, end of the first period. 
um, against LA and Edmonton. Uh, they had a they had a focus on McDavid at the end of the period. So I wonder if it was him that uh, scored the, the game the, the goal. I'm not too sure. Checking Magic, Mc, right Magic McDavid. Here it is. Oh my. Yep. Just undresses the entire fucking roster. Goes in. Buries. And it. that's why. And that's why you literally trade and get rid of whoever you have to to get Connor McDavid. That right there. Why? Like he's, yeah, he's the only guy. He's yeah, the only guy great. in the NHL that can do that. Only one. There's nobody in the else NHL. Austin Matthews can't do that. Not, I love Austin Matthews is phenomenal, but he can't do what he, Connor McDavid just did with that kind of speed and that kind of shot. No way. Undressed, literally, like literally. That's like the third time or fourth time this year he's literally skated. One, five, two, three, right? four, five. Yep, just right in between number literally four. The entire team. He didn't even need to undress the other two. He just part part the scene. Just like okay, I'm in the slot now. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. Uh, with that being said, Steve, I'll wrap this up. Any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, the Wild need to fucking show up because I don't want to see the Blues do good things. I want them to feel bad about stuff, and then they'll be more likely to trade Billy Huso to us. Uh, yeah, right. I want the Oilers to finally win something because I don't want Connor McDavid to Marshawn cry. That's not a gif I need to see. I need to see more Marshawn crying gifs. I want Toronto to lose so that way when they – I want them to win so that way when they lose in the second round of the Florida Panthers, it hurts that much more. Uh, I always want Boston to lose because fuck Boston forever. If you don't already know why, just look up uh, Miller Lucic on on YouTube and, you know, educate yourself. I will literally never forgive it. Any team that wears black and yellow, fuck it. (laughs) With that being said, this is another playoff edition of I'll Hang Up and Listen. We'll be coming at you every once in a while. One of these uh, felt it was necessary for game one of the play, game one night one of the playoffs. Uh, but with that being said, I'll hang up and listen. Uh, let's go. Who 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 are we rooting for? Let's let's do that hockey. Let's do that hockey. That's right. So, <laughs> let's do that hockey. Here's doing another night of play NHL playoff hockey, the best playoffs in all of sports, uh, for the most coveted trophy in all of sports. Uh, let's go hockey. This podcast is brought to you by Insomnia. Hey everybody, this is Dwayne from Two Goalies on Mike, a show where we give you a behind-the-mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now you might be thinking, hey Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we're bringing coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwreckSports.com or the Dean Blundell Podcasting Network. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. Do, did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. 
Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.